0: Hello, welcome to Beyond Parenting. My name is Beth Hardy and I'm here to talk to you about parenting, what it means to you and different ways of looking at it. You may have broken free of the chains of the cycles that have been passed on to you from your family of origin, but are you stepping in the direction which is supportive of where you want to be? So we examine all things from things to do with partners, teenagers, younger kids, blowing your top, self-care and more. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Here we go. Hello. Today I'm talking about mental health and your teen. So you may have some mental health difficulties, which sometimes can help you put put you in good stead in terms of understanding where your children are coming from. But if you haven't, then I'm here to support you with that. And also, even if you have got mental health difficulties yourself, you may not always be in the best position to support your child. So there are a number of things that you can do that are going to help you and your child to navigate their way through mental health difficulties. So first and foremost, you need to have some good communication with your teen because without that, you are going to be unable to bridge the gap. So that is the first point of call. If you your communication with your teen has diminished, maybe they spend a lot of time in their room, Maybe they spend a lot of time engaged on social media or their devices, meaning that they're not forward-facing enough for you to make those connections and have those conversations. I struggle with this too. I have a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old. And I know that they have struggled through lockdown, through COVID, through the isolation. I've i home-educated them so they have had less contact with their peers than I would have liked so I've had to do lots of things to put in place communication strategies to allow for increased communication the first tip for increasing communication is not doing it face-to-face literally not doing it looking at each other's eyes because that's really confronting and can be really difficult for the child in question and for you as an adult who receiving the information. So I would suggest doing it in an informal basis. Maybe you both happen to be <clears throat> in the kitchen at the same time. That's a great opportunity to start a conversation. You may not want to start that conversation about directly their experiences. In fact, it's probably better that you don't, and potentially look up some experiences that other people may be going through and talk about them as an example of, and ask them what they might do in a certain situation, just to start getting that conversation going. If this is far from where you're at right now and you need a stepping stone in between that point, Then you may want to start back at just generally starting to have more conversations, lifting up your game. There are loads of different cards available, conversation cards available, which are a great starter for getting you talking with your team. I would start with mealtime conversations where you're all sat around. It can encourage you to stay and hang around for that little bit longer and know and understand each other a bit more and can help you bridge gaps, say if you've got younger children, older children and how you can communicate all together as a family. You can talk about all sorts of different things but it is worthwhile looking at what they might be interested in and what might be important to them and therefore they might be more likely to engage. So if they are wanting to talk to you about their favourite game, then listen and ask questions. You won't know much about it. It will be a lot like somebody talking another language. However, don't just wait until they've finished and then move on. See if you can engage in a bit of two-way conversation on that to support you and them feeling more comfortable coming to you so that's the first port of call in my next tip we are going to get into talking about actually mental health because we need to have that first step in place if you've already got it in place this is the next port of call and that is talking about the things that are difficult So there is no one way that your child is going to come to you and there is no guarantee that you can get your child to come to you. And so noticing their habits and their behaviours is really important. If you need to write things down, how often they they are in their room, how long they spend in there, how much time they're spending on social media, how much time they're spending doing other things, how much time they're spending outside the house, and notice changes in their behavior. Changes in their behavior, any person involving involved in safeguarding will highlight to you that this is vital. If you notice changes in behave, behavior and patterns, we need to be investigating that. And we're not talking about investigation in an interrogation type manner. In fact, the opposite must be the case. Because as soon as we come at it from a perspective of I know this or you must tell me that, then that's when people are going to shut down. Unlike when kids are small, it's much easier to navigate and get more information from them. But when they're older, they are more guarded, they are wanting to strike up their independence and they're less liable to come to you if they've got an issue. And so these open conversations are really important. Side by side really helps. And also don't ever have it where you're stood up and they're sat down because that physical distance really, really makes a difference in how they're perceiving you so get yourselves on the same level maybe watch a program maybe watch something like Gogglebox it's a really useful way of seeing people's interactions or watching any other program where you've got people interacting comment on the interactions ask questions about it and see if that can evoke some conversation going what do you think about that have you ever struggled with that yourself But start off with the abstract, start off with other people, only then when the conversation is flowing, bring it back to them. And when you are with them, the most important part of you, right that point, is your ears and your body. So you want to be physically present and your ears need to be available and listening, listening carefully to what they're saying. So and not trying to judge, make it so it's an open space and they feel safe and secure. If those, your child feels that you are going to judge them or potentially punish them for what they might say, then they are not going to open up to you. If they have done something that's potentially unwise, that, has, that they would hide from you in that conversation, they're not going to talk to you. However, if you set the tone of no blame here, your safety is the most important thing. You, Your feelings are the most important thing. I'm here to listen. I'm not going to be judging you. I am not going to be punishing you. They need to know they're in a safe space in order to open up. So make sure that is super clear at the outset when you're involving them in these, these discussions. And that comes over time. It is not just automatically you say it one time and they believe it they have to see it experience you doing that and being true to your word before you can go level up to the deeper conversations so you may be needing to backtrack quite a way before you can to approach the thing that actually you're concerned about or you want to discuss this is a lot of groundwork you need to engage in. If you want some support with working on this groundwork, that's exactly what I do with my clients. I support them with their interactions with their child, their development of their communication, so that that convers those conversations are freer and easier, and definitely had at the point at which they can support them the most, rather than when it's too late, rather than when school or outside outside agencies are involved and it becomes even more difficulty difficult um so please let me know if that is something you could do with some support on because i'm more than happy to support you on that and i wish you all the love peace and support with your journey with your teen and your communication building that up in just the way you need i hope you have a wonderful day and you yeah Bye. Ya vi que estás aquí. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast with me, Beth Hardy. And if you want to connect with me more, you can get along to any of my socials, your family wellbeing coach on TikTok and Instagram, and you can find me at Stop the Triggers on Facebook. I hope to connect with you very soon. If you have a question that you want answering, we might be able to do a podcast all about that. So please do drop me a line. I'm so grateful for everyone who listens to this podcast see if you can rate and subscribe so we can make it bigger and better every week